You're on Energy Groove Radio. We're live around the world from energy-groove.com on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. West Australian artist Tanea Harper has dropped a new single called Emma. Uh, we'll spin it for you shortly, but we're actually joined by Tanea on the line now to talk about it. Tanea, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm just on um, break at work. Oh, well, thank you for taking the time to speak to us um, <laughs> on your break. Tell me about Emma. Now, I understand that we had an EP from you earlier this year, um, which was called Slow Motion Breakup, but now we've got this brand shiny new yeah. single. So uh, tell us about that. Um, Emma was a song that I wrote almost um, a year ago to the day, um, and it was just written about um, party phase that I was going through partying pretty hard, uh, drinking a lot. And um, the song was originally called Molly because I was doing um, the that, but I decided to change it to Emma. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's just about partying when you're uh, going through a breakup and you have, you're on this kind of like high about everything because you're like, yeah, I'm empowered and I'm liberal and, you know, like single me, I'm so strong and great. But then um, there's also like always going to be that kind of, reminiscing and that kind of wondering of the what ifs and stuff. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of just about like partying and doing that, but then also those moments of introspection and missing somebody else. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it, when we have uh, those breakups and you do have that moment of, um, I don't know whether it's liberation or whether it is um, some sort of energy that's pent up and you need to release it in some sort of self-destructive force. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I swear to God, when you're like in a relationship, you don't, like, you're, <laughs> you're little like, you know those antennas that insects have? Yes. I feel like your antennas are completely numb to like everybody else around you and it doesn't register when someone you pass or talk to could potentially be, you know, a lover or someone that you find interesting. And then the moment you are single, that antenna is just like beaming at high radiation and like it's not it's not that people are desperate, it's just now that they're single, they're just like anybody is kind of welcome, like you open your eyes to anyone and you know, oh my God, like they're, they're so great. And maybe this person isn't very great at all, but you know, you're just single and you're on that high of like, I guess like um, that high of having all the different kind of options again. I don't know. It's so <laughs> weird. Yeah. I don't know. Breakups are just the worst. And that's why I write about them. So you released the EP in earlier this year and then we obviously had COVID and that was a problem and now we are at the tail end of the year and, and West Australia seems to be doing really, really well. So you've actually managed to have um, a show or two around this single. What was that like? That was really fun. Um, the most interesting thing was actually um, seeing people in the audience who've never seen before because the community here is quite small. So generally, like, you'll pretty much recognise all the faces in the crowd, whether you're close to them or not. There are actually quite a few people I didn't recognise at all, so that I guess means that I, you know, garnered a few fans in the few days uh, after it got released to launch day because it came out on the Wednesday and then the launch was only two days later. So that's probably community radio is doing. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much. <laughs> I find performing can be quite anxiety-inducing because I have a deaf ear, so it can make me really scared that I'm singing out of pitch or something. So sometimes I don't really enjoy performing as much as I'd like to. But it's just always really nice to really just share the night with people, with your friends and stuff and 
sing and see other bands play. And yeah, it was really fun. So is Emma going to be part of a larger body of work that we can perhaps expect to see in the new year? Yeah, it's the first single to a four-track EP that I'll be releasing in a couple of months around April. I don't know if there's a set date just yet, but it's um, a group of songs I recorded just before COVID hit. Um, and we weren't sure if we were going to make an album with those songs, but because I'd already had the songs for a while, I thought they belonged together rather than dragging in songs from like previous times and whatnot. I'd rather that just be a separate project. So I've got an EP called Bad Faith coming out in April-ish. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, you mentioned that these this group of tracks um, were kind of written uh, together. Was this around the time of that breakup? Is that kind of the, what's going on in your, your mind when you were writing these? Yeah, definitely. Bad Faith was um, actually this term that me and my, he's still my partner now, but we, you know, kind of break. Um, and we had been watching that, um, it's not School of Life, or maybe it is. It might be School of Life. And we were watching those little, like, educational videos that are five or ten minutes. And there was one on um, nihilism. And within that nihilism educational video, they brought up this concept of bad faith. Hmm. Um, and that kind of just, like, really sat with me. I was kind of sitting there next to him, like, oh, my God, I relate so much to this. So when the few songs that followed all kind of belonged together and, yeah, they just, I don't think that they should be pulled apart from one another and just close that chapter and move the hell on, you know? Yeah. Can you elaborate a little bit on the, the concept of bad faith? I actually looked up the definition again the other week because I had called the song and the EP Bad Faith ages ago. And then I was like, oh, crap, what was that definition again? But I think... Um, just from memory, um, I have to go and touch up on it again, but it's when you kind of, I should just whip out my phone and Google it quickly. I'm pretty sure it's when you intentionally kind of continue something that's bad, even though you don't you know, it's not correct. Mm. So you kind of like write your own faith and your own faith in a negative way because you know better, but you, you don't listen to maybe the right, the right thing to do. That's a terrible way of saying it, but at the time I was like, oh my God, bad faith. That, that means so much to me right now. And I think it's a really cool term. It is. Well, it's a funny thing though, isn't it? We're kind of suckers for pain, humans, aren't we? We do things that know, we know are bad for us um, and we stay in relationships that we know are not going anywhere or they're not helping us emotionally or they're not helping us grow as people, um, but we still stay with them and we still do them. Yeah, I mean, push comes to shove eventually. You're always hit a fork in the road. You either stay there for longer or you don't. And we all have friends that we wish would maybe not be with someone that they're with, but you can't tell anyone to do anything. This is why I don't want kids, because you can't tell them to do anything. Even uh, Now I see what parents go through, you know. Parents are looking at you your whole life being like, oh, my God, that's such a terrible decision. Oh, but I can't tell her. <laughs> so we just we do do things that... We do do things that we all do it. We're just not ready to grow, you know. Mm. You're not ready to maybe you've got a whole fear of being alone, or you've and then when you're going through a breakup, you might do that thing we just said where you like keep having people around you because you're still too scared to be alone. Or there's lots of things, lots of things people do that aren't good for them, but they keep doing it anyway. Yeah, we're funny little creatures, aren't we? Now, um, sonically, what are you doing with the EP um, that you perhaps uh, weren't doing with your previous EP, um, Slow Motion Breakup? 
Well, it was quite funny because my manager was like, oh, we should have we should have just put Bad Faith and Slow Motion Breakup together because they're pretty similar. But I think that the songs might not be so sonically different on Bad Faith, but they definitely thematically and um, just like timeline-wise were different. Like all those songs were written a while after the Slow Motion Breakup songs had been written. So... I don't really think I'm doing anything different sonically. Maybe there is one song called Montreal actually on the EP and I really, really love it. And it's very, um, very uh, minimal and um, spit cigarettes after sex like. And um, we use a bit of a synth when the bridge comes in. Mm. And I think that moving towards keys and that kind of, Moodiness is somewhere that I'm planning on going next. Um, so that's like just a tiny hint of where I would like to start liking to move rather than being so guitar-based. Mm. I'm actually like, I'm super inspired by the new Taylor Swift album. That was my whole intention to start maybe writing like an album of ballads on the piano. And then she brought out that album and I was like, no, <laughs> because because I didn't want to like come across as like liking it so much that I thought I'd just rip her off and do it. <laughs> but it's definitely somewhere I want to head. I just now have to make sh- you know just every time I write a song, maybe look at it and be like, did I just copy a Taylor Swift song? Let's see. <laughs> look, the Taylor Swift album that was a surprise. <laughs> it was a surprise. Uh, I love it. Honestly, I never thought I was a fan. Until a few years ago, the day before, or not the day of her Reputation Stadium gig in Perth, this girl that I know was like, hey, I just got a free ticket, do you want to come? And I was like, I don't know, I guess. Like, a stadium tour would be pretty cool. And then it was just there that my interest in her was, like, finally solidified. I'd been a bit touch and go. I really liked Shake It Off and Blank Space, and that was about it. And now I love her, and this album has ruined me because she ruined my plan. <laughs> So I'm going to have to accept that. (laughs) I mean, say what you will about Taylor Swift, but she's such an interesting character and figure in the music industry. If you look at her career, it's absolutely fascinating. And what she's done for music rights and and copyright, I think, is is brilliant. Oh, well, what was interesting too was um, I went on a bit of a deep dive on YouTube the other month and um, it showed me like Mean, a song that she brought out over 10 years ago. And that's not music of hers that I know anything about, really. And I started listening to these older songs, and I was like, oh, my God, now I see it. Now I see how she has totally rewritten, like, pop. Like, she, whether you like it or not, I feel like she has, I don't know what it is. Whenever I hear songs now, or I hear her songs, I'm like, this is the quintessential pop of at least the 10 years. That might change. But, yeah, I just kind of realised the impact and the influence that she had that actually had that I wanted to ignore in the past. Yeah, and uh, there's a <laughs> whole... I'll stop talking about Taylor Swift <laughs> and how much I love her. <laughs> but there's a whole discussion you can have around um, owning your own music and, and how important that is for an artist to retain the rights to their own music as well. There's this whole deeper conversation that can go along with, with Taylor Swift and the impact she's had on the industry um, and obviously her as a role for model sure. as well. Um, I just find, like, you know, as much as people probably go, oh, Taylor Swift... 
I think what she's what she's done through her career. They just is... haven't crossed over into the light yet. No. five years ago. That's what they are. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. Look, now I sound like a cult leader. My <laughs> <laughs> niece. All right. Well, let's um, I'm let's. Sold. Let's touch on, um, before we sell any more Taylor Swift records, let's touch on your shows that are coming up <laughs> on December 12th and December oh 19th, Bustleton and Albany. <laughs> <laughs> um, so these live shows, um, what can we expect from them? Obviously, we're going to be hearing the new single, Emma. One of them is going to be, the final station group is going to be Cool Band, and the Albany group is going to be so long. Mm-hmm. And they'll definitely hear Emma. They'll also hear both solo and with full band options, um, the whole Bad Face uh, EP. And I just finally finished the first song for the album I will one day bring out. So I'm going to play that one as well and I'll go into the back catalogue of some kind. So it'll just be everything. I'm just going to give everyone everything because it's been COVID and haven't been gigging. So why not? Absolutely. Sounds great. Well, I can't wait to hear um, more tracks from you over the next few coming months and uh, getting my hands on the EP in April. Tanea Harper, it's been an absolute pleasure picking your brain today. Thanks so much. Good interview. Good question. I'll take the compliments where I can get them. This is Energy Groove Radio, the Music Weekly. My name's Brad. We'll have Jackson return very, very soon. So do stay with us. That was Tanea Harper, a Perth-based artist who has dropped her brand new single called Emma. And for those of you in Western Australia, you can catch her performing tonight at Six Degrees in Albany, performing solo with Leah Grant. Let's hear the single now from Tanea Harper. This is Emma. Emma.